a wealthy woman, a woman who overcomes adversity, a woman who responds to the call to change her life with her choices and her actions, a woman who seeks the knowledge she needs to empower and change her life. Today, that woman is you. Get ready for a change because you are about to embark on a journey that will forever change your life. And now, now is the time for you to be a wealthy woman. Hello everyone and welcome to Wealthy Woman Wednesdays. This is Britannia, your host and mentor of the Wealthy Woman Podcast. And you are listening to episode three, Beginner's Guide to Investing. Put your money to work so one day you won't have to. Hello and welcome back to Wealthy Woman Wednesdays. It's great to be back. It is the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And I want to start off by saying how grateful I am to all you listeners out there for showing your support. Thank you to my subscribers for supporting this podcast. And ladies, let's all be grateful for all the wealth that we have with our friends and our families, our loved ones, not just financially, but also for the many things in our day-to-day lives that we are grateful for. So in today's podcast, we are going to be going over one of my favorite topics in the financial realm, and that is investing. I get so excited when I talk about investing. It is one of the things I am most passionate about in life, and I cannot wait to share my passion with you because it will change your life. So today we are going to be diving in to the beginner's basics of investing, and this is great for all of you that have never invested before, or perhaps you are used to having someone else do all the work for you, whether it be a financial advisor or, you know, maybe it's just a work account, you have it in, you know, automated investing, whatever that may be. Now is the time for you to take control of your investments. It is not hard to control your investment, ladies. You can do the picking. You can create the growth. You do not need someone else to control your money. You need to take control of your money and you need to put it to work for you so one day you don't have to work. So the first thing you need in order to invest is you need a brokerage account, okay? And when you open a brokerage account, you need to understand what kind of brokerage account you need to open. That'll be best for you. And the types of accounts that we're going to go over today are some of the most popular accounts, which would be the traditional IRA, the Roth IRA, the individual investment account, the 401k, and there's even a 401k Roth. You already may be thinking to yourself, oh my goodness, what a whirlwind. Like me naming off all those accounts might have just made your head spin. But don't worry, it's not as crazy as it sounds. It is simply the language of finance. And we are going to go and basically decipher everything I just said. And it'll make a whole lot of sense. Okay, and this is when you're really going to need to listen up because all those accounts that I just listed, all of those are really important. In fact, um, 
chances are you will have the majority of those accounts, not just one account. So listen closely and I will explain each one of those to you. So I'm going to start off with one of the simplest account types, and that is the individual brokerage account. It is a taxable account that does not penalize you for withdrawing your money before a certain age. You, it, it offers more flexibility, basically. So you can uh, withdraw your money at any time. However, there are certain tax implications, and that comes into play depending on how long you hold the assets in your account. So they could either be uh, taxed at an income tax rate or a long-term capital gains tax rate, depending on how long you have your holdings in your account. So if you hold for less than a year, uh, you will be taxed according to your ordinary income tax bracket. And if you hold for over a year, you will be taxed with the long-term capital gains tax, which should be less, and it depends on your income tax bracket. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now that you need to open an individual brokerage account. And the reason why I'm saying this is, yes, you are going to probably have other account types, but I do think everybody should have an individual brokerage account. And the reason why is it's great if you have, let's say, uh, a huge emergency fund that you want to have partially invested, you can go ahead and grow, you know, half of your emergency fund in the individual brokerage account instead of it just sitting in a savings account, preferably a high yield savings account at that. But you could put it in an individual brokerage account, meaning you are not going to be penalized whenever you sell that portion of the emergency fund, if you ever run into a major emergency, first you use the cash from your high yield savings account and, you know, try not to touch that other part of your emergency fund that's in your individual brokerage account. Let that grow. Let that grow for bigger, you know, bigger emergencies like a, a new roof for the house or, or a huge medical bill. Who knows what life might bring, but... My recommendation is that everybody has an individual investment account type, okay? So be sure to open up one of those. Now, there are also uh, joint brokerage accounts. Um, now, I wouldn't necessarily recommend opening up a joint account because a lot can happen in life and sometimes there could be disagreements among family members or even, you know, in a marriage, things can fall apart. Ladies, some of you might be familiar with that. Unfortunately, in this day and age, there there are a lot of single women out there that were formerly married. And, you know, as a woman, I think there is nothing wrong with you having something of your own to hold on to. And so that is why I do recommend ladies that you open up something for yourselves. And so I am pushing you more towards the individual account versus opening up a joint account with someone. You need to focus on your financial freedom. And there is nothing wrong if you want to open up, you know, another account that's a joint account with possibly you know, your your spouse or maybe even, you know, your child if you're very close to your kid and, and, they're, and they're old enough, you know, but 
when it comes to putting all of your everything and sharing it, you, you need to protect yourself, okay? You need to make sure that you are going to be taken care of in the future no matter what happens. So your step one is to open up an individual investment account, okay? So now we are going to go into the retirement accounts. And the most popular um, would be the IRAs. So you have both a traditional IRA and you have what's called a Roth IRA, which happens to be one of my favorites. Um, Basically, the differences between the two have to do with taxes, Okay, so with the traditional IRA, you do not pay tax. The the money uh, that you put in is not taxed. However, however, all your gains that you make, all those beautiful gains on, on all your equities and investments will be taxed in the future. Okay, and so you don't know what the future tax rate is. If you if you think that, you know, you're going to be making um, less than what you make now, then you might think, okay, I want to go towards the traditional IRA. If you think you're going to make more later on, you might want to lean towards the Roth IRA. Um, However, I personally, I just lean basically all the way to the Roth IRA if possible because all the gains on your investments are yours to keep, okay? Uncle Sam, Uncle Sam does not get anything of that, all right? Because you are putting in after-tax money. You are putting in money that you already worked hard for and you already paid the taxes and you are putting it into the Roth IRA and everything that you make in that account, it's yours. It's not going nowhere but to your pockets, okay? However, um... Keep in mind that there is penalties for withdrawing money out of the IRA accounts before the age of 59 and a half, okay? These are retirement accounts. They are not like an individual brokerage account where you could just put money in and take it out whenever you want. There are penalties uh, if you do want to take the money out. Now, you can put in... Uh, a certain amount each year, there is a cap on what you can put into to those uh, IRA accounts, okay? And right now, the limits for the 2020 year are uh, $6,000 annually if you are under the age of 50. And if you are 50 and older, there is a $7,000 annual limit. So here's the thing. While these accounts are great, you know, as far as Roth IRA and not having to deal with taxes, keep in mind, you know, they limit how much you can contribute per year. So you you can't just put in, you know, as much as you want and expect to get everything tax free because (laughs) wouldn't we all love that if we could do that? Um, But no, Uncle Sam has put a cap on us and we can only put in $6,000 annually if we're under 50 or $7,000 annually if we're 50 and older, ladies, okay? 
And some of you may be liking the idea of the tax-free earnings in that Roth IRA, but there is some news I have to break to you. So the Roth IRA, you have to be eligible in order to contribute and have that type of account. And basically your income is what is going to qualify you or disqualify you. Okay, so if if you are um, in your taxes, if you are single and your MAGI, your modified adjusted gross income is under 139000 for the tax year of 2020, you are eligible to contribute, okay? Or if you are married and filing jointly, okay, and your uh, MAGI, your Modified adjusted gross income is under 206000 for the tax year of 2020. Congratulations, you qualify for a tax-free earnings Roth IRA. However, to uh, those of you that uh, missed that qualification that make more than that, first of all, congratulations on making more than that. And second of all, I would have to probably divert you to another type of account. If you don't qualify for the tax-advantaged Roth IRA, simply open up an individual brokerage account and treat it as your retirement account, okay? Because basically, the only thing that the traditional IRA does is defer taxes, but wouldn't it be great if you could just get the taxes out of the way now and just, you know, do long-term capital gains later by by holding investments long-term? So to those of you that make more and you, you don't qualify for that Roth IRA, just open up an individual investment account and, and treat it as your retirement account. So penalties, penalties. I'm sure you heard me mention the penalties about these re- uh, retirement accounts and you're probably thinking, okay, how much are these penalties? How much are we talking about if I withdraw my money from an IRA account that I opened up? Okay, so let's go over the penalties. So let's say you are under the age of 59 and a half, okay, and you pull out money from your IRA you pull out more than what you contributed to that IRA, okay? You will be penalized um, with your income tax. So, okay, so you are penalized at your income tax rate and 10% additional tax penalty, okay? So you do not want to pull your money out before the age of 59 and a half, you do not want to do that. It's You don't want to ruin those beautiful tax-free earnings. That is why you have a high-yield savings emergency fund, and that is why you have an individual brokerage account, right? So you can offset the necessity of pulling money out of your retirement account because you don't want to do that. That is for your retirement, and you are not to touch it under any circumstance. Not only should you not touch your retirement account money because of a penalty, but you have to keep in mind that Uncle Sam put a cap on how much you can contribute per year. So think about it, ladies. There is no catching up. There is no, oh, I'll pay my retirement account back. No, you can't because you can only put in a certain amount of money annually. So there is no catching back up, okay? You would miss 
out on all those tax-free earnings. If you're in a Roth IRA, you would miss that. And trust me, you do not want to miss that. That can turn into a lot of money that's going to help you retire happily. Some of you may have heard out there that, oh, don't worry, you can withdraw from your you know, Roth IRA at any time without penalty as long as you're withdrawing your contributions and not the earnings on the contributions. And that is correct. However, like I just mentioned, you don't want to touch that because you can only put in so much annually. There is no catching back up. There is no paying yourself back later and catching up to get that tax-free money in the Roth IRA. Don't do it. You don't need to do it. That's what the other accounts are for. Okay, let's move away from the retirement accounts and let's go ahead and talk about the work retirement accounts. Let's talk about those 401ks, ladies. Um, If you haven't heard of a 401k, it is typically offered through an employer. Um, And what's interesting, some of you might not know this, is that It's kind of like the IRA in that there is a traditional 401k and then uh, somewhat recently they started a Roth 401k. And again, what's cool about the Roth 401k is that you put in after-tax earnings, right? And so when you pull out that money, whenever you're ready to retire, All your earnings are going to be tax-free. All those gains that you get are tax-free because you already paid uh, the taxes before you contributed, right? Now, if you're going to do the traditional uh, 401k through your employer, it is pre-tax, which means when you go to withdraw the money later in life, you will be paying Uncle Sam. That's right. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to pay Uncle Sam, at least not what I don't have to. So I would recommend if your company offers it to definitely go for the Roth 401k. I mean, you don't want to worry about taxes later on in life. I mean, don't you just want to withdraw the money and just be like, ah, yes, it's all mine. Yeah, so if if you want to have that kind of attitude, I highly recommend um, if your work offers it, definitely go with the Roth 401k. And what's really cool about the the Roth 401k is that there isn't that um, lower uh, cap on your contributions. So your contributions are capped at a, a much higher rate, which is really neat. So for the Roth 401k for the year 2020 and 2021, you can contribute up to $19,500, okay? And uh, for any of you that are 50 or older, you can even uh, make add-on catch-up contributions of up to $6,500 annually for a potential annual total of $26,000 in contributions if you're the age of 50 and older. So that is awesome. Obviously, that's a lot more than that $6,000 Roth IRA, isn't it? But here's the thing. Keep in mind, the Roth IRA 
you have more power. You have more control over where your money's going once it's in there, okay? Because with those work accounts, they only offer you whatever they pick. So you have to choose from their offerings, okay? It's not like you get to pick your individual stocks and you get to, you know, make larger returns than the regular market. Uh-uh, no, it doesn't work like that. They usually um, give you like index funds and, and such like that, which, you know, those are fine, those will work, but uh, it, once you become a knowledgeable investor, you will come to realize that, you know, sometimes your own picks and, um, you know, choosing where your money's going actually could bring you greater returns uh, with the right research. So keep that in mind when you are choosing on which accounts to place the majority of your funds in. Now, a lot of employers uh, tend to do employer matching, meaning you know, they'll match a certain percentage of your income that you put into the 401k, you know, whether it's the 401k Roth or just the regular 401k. Um, a lot of companies will match that, you know, probably up to three or four or five percent uh, region. So uh, my advice, you know what, is to match it to as much as they're matching it and no more. So if they're matching you up to 4% of your pay, then you need to contribute 4% of your pay and then they'll contribute 4% of uh, your pay for a total of 8% of your pay is being invested in that 401k. So when you contribute 4%, guess what? You automatically, automatically just got a 100% return on your money because your employer is giving you that 100% return by matching. You cannot beat that. So you need to take the employee, the employer match <clears throat> no matter what, okay? And, um, but be sure not to contribute more than what they're willing to match. Now, the reason why I say to just put in as much as your employer is willing to match is, is because I do firmly believe that you can get better returns beyond the 401k in your own controlled accounts, whether it be your IRA, your retirement account, okay, or if it's your individual account. Um, so I do recommend going with the 401k if it's offered, doing the employee match from your employer as high as they offer it. But if your employer is offering a match up to 5%, I don't want to see you contributing 6%, okay? Just do the 5%. Just meet their match. And then you can utilize the other money um, in other other accounts that will bring you bigger returns where you can be in control and you can pick the investments instead of having to choose from what they choose for you. Because a lot of times what they choose for you tend to incur fees, okay? Because a lot of times they're with major investment firms, that offer like, you know, index funds and whatnot. And, you know, those firms will charge uh, fees every year, you know, and every year those fees are going to snowball and get bigger and bigger. And while, you know, 0.5% or 2% or whatever in fees doesn't sound like much, believe me, it will add up. Okay. When you understand the power of compound interest, it will add up. And that's why I say, 
Only meet the employer match and no more. Use that extra additional money to put in your other investment accounts. All right, so I'm going to sum this up for you, ladies. Basically, I want you to have all of those accounts, okay? You need to have, you need to have your own individual account. Then you need to have your own retirement account. But you need to have both an individual investment account that's taxable, and then you need to have, hopefully, you can get that Roth IRA with the tax-free earnings. And then if your employer offers a 401k plan with a match, then you need to uh, contribute and meet that match. If they offer you a 401k plan without a match, you don't need that. Come on now. You don't need that. You, you, You can open up your own retirement account. You don't need them to tell you where to put your money and to not help or contribute. Um, however, if they are contributing, then yes, go ahead, open that 401k account with your employer and only put in as much as, uh, to meet the match. And now that you know what kind of accounts you need to open, yes, accounts, plural, you will have several investing accounts. Um, you will probably be wondering to what brokerage you're going to go to to open them. So I do have some recommendations. Now, I am simply recommending these to you from either personal use or my own uh, research um, in order to help all you ladies out. So as far as brokerages, if you are new to um, investing, which I'm sure the majority of you are, um, I would recommend that you start off with uh, something like M1 Finance, okay? Now, M1 Finance is great for beginners. Their app is easy to use. And what's cool is they offer fractional share investing, meaning if you want to buy a stock of Apple or Tesla or one of your favorite companies, you don't have to worry about having the whole entire amount of the share cost. So if a share of Tesla costs $400, you don't have to come up with the $400 to buy it. You can just throw in $20 and they'll give you, you know, zero point whatever percent of share of Tesla that equals the $20. And that is what's really cool is because it can help the dollar cost every single cent that you put in there uh, without having to wait and hold and, and then be able to buy. Um, now, M1 Finance is not the only one that offers the fractional share trading, as they call it. Um, I do believe that there are other brokerages out there, and I know Schwab has it. I know uh, Robinhood has it. But I do believe that M1 Finance uh, has a lot more to offer uh, than those other two. And, you know, Robinhood, it's very user-friendly and it has an awesome app and interface. But, you know, there is one thing that they made an epic fail on in my book. And that is that they do not offer the ability for you to add a beneficiary to the account, okay? So if something was to happen to you, God forbid, and you wanted your money to go to a loved one, 
it's going to be a lot more difficult if you have your money floating around on Robinhood because they do not allow you to assign a specific beneficiary. Instead, you know, the person you want to go to will have to go through court and probate and, you know, all this nonsense and legal jargon and who knows if whoever you wanted it to go to, it, you know, honestly, it's just not worth it. You know, when you're dealing with, you know, your money, it's way too important. And you need to make sure that you put beneficiaries on your accounts. You need to make sure that, you know, your children or your spouse or, or you know, even your mom or whoever it is that you want to have, you know, the wealth that you have built up for yourself if anything was to happen to you, you just don't want it going to some company or out in the wind. No, no, no. You need to make sure that you can add beneficiaries. So Robinhood gets a thumbs down in my book for that. I, I do not recommend buying long term on their platform for that reason. And I, I refuse to um, to do any long term trading on the Robinhood platform solely because I could not put a beneficiary on there. And to me, that's really important because not only, you know, are we thinking about our futures, ladies, and securing our financial freedom, but we also want to think about the people that we love. And, you know, we want to make sure if anything was to happen, wouldn't we want them to be taken care of? And the best way to ensure that the people that we love are taken care of when we're gone is if we assign them as the beneficiary to our investment accounts, okay? So keep in mind that is a must-do thing. As soon as you open the account, assign your beneficiaries, okay? Could be one person, could be more than one person. Just make sure you do that. Another brokerage account uh, that I would recommend would be Fidelity. Fidelity is great. However, um, from what I've used on their, uh, you know, their app and their website, it's a little bit more for uh, people that are more advanced in investing, I mean, you can, it's it's easy to figure out, I guess. It's just that it's not as visually appealing as M1 Finance. I think what would make Fidelity um, a pick is that they have no minimum. You know, if you're doing a retirement account, like an IRA or Roth IRA, um, there is no minimum to start your account. Heck, if you just want to throw in $20 just to get it going, you can do that with Fidelity. And it's easy. You know, with both of these, uh, both M1 and Fidelity, you can sign up right online. You don't have to go anywhere. You can do it all online. It's super easy, you know, step-by-step -step process. And you just go to their website and it's super, super easy. I'll include links in the episode description for you. Now with uh, the M1 Finance, there is a minimum of $500 to open a retirement account. Um, to purchase stocks are free, by the way. You know, when you start your account and you want to purchase a stock, it is free to buy, okay? And the stock itself isn't free. You have to you have to pay for that. But the ability to purchase, there are brokerages out there that will try to charge you per each trade that you make and stay away from those. There is absolutely no reason why you need to, you know, spend money to make money other than buying a stock. You don't have, you should never pay fees. I, I hate fees. I will not pay fees, you know, and that's why I am telling you about fee-free brokerages. Stay away from brokerages that charge you trading fees, okay? Don't go there. 
So if you want to get started, I recommend you do it right away. You know, you can uh, click the link down below in the episode description. If you want to join with M1, you're going to need that minimum of $500 to open up your uh, retirement account with M1. And then you'll need a minimum of $100 to open up your individual brokerage account with M1. I personally, um, I do have M1 myself. I really, really like it. I would say the only thing that, um, you know, I don't like is that there's only one trading window where, you know, you can buy your stock at 930 uh, in the morning. It's just like one time a day. But when you're when you're doing the long term investing or you automate the investing, which is really cool because with M1, you can automate it. So let's say you get paid, you know, every other Friday and you want to automatically transfer money from your bank account you know, 10% or 15% or 20% of whatever your paycheck is, you want it to automatically go into your retirement or your individual account, you can automate it, okay? So M1 is really, really awesome when it comes to automating and hands-off and you get to pick your investments, but you don't necessarily have to worry about babysitting your investments or having to watch and buy, you know, and all that. So I would say M1 is really good for those people that just want to do a little bit more automation where they're in control, but yet they don't have to babysit it, right? And then with Fidelity, Fidelity is more if you want to have really, really strict control, okay? But the thing is, is that it's not going to be as automated as M1. So, so you just have to buy, transfer the money, and then you buy and all that. So, um, I don't know. I I personally like M1, but if you don't want to, you know, shell out that initial 500 for the um, retirement or the 100 to open the individual, then you could go ahead and and go with uh, Fidelity. But again, remember Fidelity, it's not, it doesn't really have as uh, a friendly user interface as M1. So I don't know. If, if it was up to me, I would recommend to you save up your money till you have enough to start an M1 account, okay? Um, but again, you know, there's nothing wrong with Fidelity. I also have Fidelity accounts. Fidelity is great for on-the-spot trading. Um, so if you even want to have both accounts, I have both accounts. You can do both accounts. That's fine. But I would say... I have researched many, 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 many brokerages and I have looked for the ones with no fees and the best deals and the most user-friendly and the best features. And I would have to say M1 and Fidelity are the top of my list. Robinhood is cool looking, (laughs) cool looking. I'll give it that. Robinhood has a really cool interface. However, major, major mess up when they decided not to allow their investors to assign beneficiaries on their accounts. That is a huge mess up on the part of Robinhood. Inexcusable. That is absolutely inexcusable because every other major investment firm that I know of, I mean, I'm sure there might be a few that don't have beneficiaries, but the majority of them do because it is an important part of, you know, having that safety in your investments. It's it's knowing that your money is going to go exactly where you want it to go in case anything ever happened to you. And Robinhood does not offer that, okay? Robinhood is like something that, you know, a young 
a day trader. I mean, I don't even think day traders use it. They probably use more uh, advanced, uh, you know, software and whatnot. But um, Robinhood is definitely captivating the younger audience that is attracted visually to the platform because it's aesthetically appealing. But if you peel back the layers, they don't offer one of the most important things, and that is a beneficiary. So get started. Open your open your individual brokerage account, okay? Open your retirement account. Make sure you join that employer matching uh, 401k if it is offered to you at your place of employment, and be sure to open an account uh, with either Fidelity or uh, M1 Finance, or do your own research and see what best fits you. But I'm telling you, whatever you do, whoever you go with, make sure you don't pay any fees. Don't pay any fees for trading. Don't pay any fees for any of the assets that you're going to buy. That is ridiculous, okay? That is just a ripoff. You don't have to. You don't have to do that. There's way too many free options out there. So in the next podcast, stay tuned for Wealthy Woman Wednesday, and we will go over different types of investments, stocks, REITs, ETFs, index funds, bonds, mutual funds. Oh my gosh, where to start? So we will be going in detail over which investments you need to pick for those accounts that you just opened. Also, feel free to email me with any questions that you might have that you want to hear answers to on The Wealthy Woman Podcast. Email me at thewealthywomanpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, be wise and be wealthy.